My name is Ori Styler, and if you're listening to this, you are the isolated. I called you the Nortons yesterday, scrap that name. I can't call you the resistance. From what I see in the news, it definitely isn't the most accurate word. Anybody listening to this in the UK knows the sun was out, the weather was beautiful, at least 20 degrees today. Looked out my house and saw at least three people walking without their t-shirts on. Bro, go back to your house. Nobody wanted to see your body when we wasn't isolating. We certainly want to see it less now that you're going to the grocery store. And that needs to be where you're going or else you need a punch in your face. The UK have banded together to show support and solidarity for the NHS by clapping once a week in unison. Somebody on social media suggested that at 3pm on Sunday we should do the same thing for all the children that are being looked after and educated by their parents around the clock. 94.7% of parents did not join in with this. 52% of those parents were too busy in the kitchen making the seventh meal of the day. It was only 2.30. Whilst in the kitchen, they were reminded that they are part of the isolation whilst listening to the No Escape in This podcast with myself, Ori Styler. And the movie Bloodshot was terrible. It's like Vin Diesel watched Gemini Man and said, I want one of those. No Escape in This. No Escape. No one's ready to deal with us. Yo, what's good? This is Ori Styler. No escaping this podcast. Hey, listen, we're gonna we're gonna talk some good stuff. We're gonna talk some down stuff as well today. Cause as much as you know me, I'm trying to be as upbeat as I can. Yo, there are some things we need to address as a country, as a people, as a as a as a what a collective, a team that we're supposed to be. We'll get to that in just a bit, right? But first, let me tell you what I've been up to. Sun was out. It was beautiful. I managed to sit outside for a little bit and actually not sunbathe, but relax in the heat. Play some music and relax in my garden and just let be i was thinking you know i need to maybe get my next grocery trip when i have to top up the fridge i might pick up a barbecue because if i could do that outside and try and get that vibe in my garden why not give myself as much of that freedom as i can uh what else i do i went to do some skipping as well kept myself fit did a nice set there my shot undid some chest as well so my chest is hurting a little bit or will do by tomorrow rather more so than it does now uh Ooh, I tried a cornmeal porridge recipe. I literally did the one that I did before and I, I did my modifications. I'm starting to see where I can master this. I'm saying this is the one thing I want to make sure I master cooking by the time I finished um, this isolation stuff. I'm telling you, this is that's, that's my thing. That's my one goal. So I don't have to buy it from the place that I normally buy it, even though where I buy it is nice. Um, yesterday. So yeah, look, I watched bloodshot yesterday bloodshot with bin diesel uh it's got guy pierce in there as well let me i got some i mate i got i got some i got some real criticisms and before i give them i am a guy that loves a bad film i can enjoy a really good film so quality films like infinity war and your black panthers and civil wars those are all marvel ones i can appreciate them but i'm also the same guy that will thoroughly enjoy ant-man and the wasp I uh, couldn't enjoy Thor Dark World. But some of the ones that are not the best, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, even down to DC EU films, I love me Batman versus Superman. Not because I think it's good, but I could appreciate, though it's bad, I could see the good in it. I'm that guy. Couldn't do it as much as I would like to when it came to Bloodshot. Bloodshot had some great action scenes. Vin Diesel was in it. He, he was a bit of a bad man still, but the story was, was terrible at times. And... It just was so clunky. Um, there was one bit really upset me. It's not going to ruin it. No, so I'll, t- I'll say spoiler alert, even though it's not going to spoil anything for you. 
but they got their scene set up so badly. Like they said, this is there was one bit where they went Soho, London, and they were in the middle of a massive factory warehouse. And I'm like, bro, I live in London. There is not a warehouse in Soho. You're not gonna find a big warehouse factory area in Fitzrovia. It's just not gonna happen. This is Soho between Westminster, Soho. Piccadilly, there's not a big factory slash warehouse. And there was one bit where the cars were driving and the license plate were just not London. They weren't UK. I looked at this, I thought, whoever was supposed to be master of cinematography or whatever is supposed to be photography, whatever it is, consistency. Like, if whoever's supposed to do this, you failed. The, you, the license plate looked like they were French. And a couple of the men that were pretending to be British in there, their accents are terrible. I know this is one thing Americans don't like, and I've seen it before been said, particularly with um, African-American Americans, right? African-Americans, rather. When you have someone who's black British playing uh, an African-American role, where there is more than enough African-Americans doing it, it's not cool. We're like, why? And even though we play him good, Daniel Kaluuya in Get Out and in... Um, Oh, what's the film recently? Queen and Slim. Uh, who else has is, is done well? you got Chihuahua. Ah, oh, I never get his name right. Chihuahua Edjufwa playing in like um, Brothers and, and is it 12 Years a Slave he's in? 12 Years and all that. Like we play roles that are typically what Americans would like prefer to be represented by themselves in. And we go there and duppy it. And the accent, we can kind of master that. Idris Elba masters the accent, right? People didn't even know he was British for a while. But then when the Americans try to do the British accent, oh my God, it is dead. <laughs> ah, it's dead. I've also been in it. I've got many friends who are from America as well who will pull me up and say, one of my big friends, my big friends for a long time, shout out to Debbie. She lives in America now. She's lost her British accent. She lost, she moved there when she was like 17, 18. Uh, she's a couple years older than me. So been there a while, lost her British accent, right? Even she will look at it and say, yeah, you lot are taking the mickeys with you lot come here and all that. It's bad. It's so bad. We do that, man. Sorry. But yeah, it was so bad in the film at those points. Other than that, it's an enjoyable watch. Uh, for my liking from the action perspective but the storyline is like yeah like I said I like a terrible film if I have to watch it all the way through you know when I realised I liked a terrible film is when I started watching this film Jacob Tutu and the Hooded Fang most of you won't even know it it probably it was, it was so bad the film the, the film went straight to cassette tape it was that bad it didn't even go straight to VHS straight to A-track if anything that's how bad the film was I liked it because I like a bad film. But I can appreciate a bad film being bad and recognise it's a bad film and I like it. So anyway, yeah, that's what I did yesterday. I told you not on the podcast I was gonna watch it. I'm telling you not now, it was really I'd say watch it for yourself for the effects. And Vin Diesel, how he moves in some bits is like a bad man, but as a whole. It it weren't it weren't no Well it weren't as bad as Gemini man. Let me just say that for free. Sadly, this is the part of the podcast where I have to be a bit more serious, less jokey, because it's it's not a joke right now, yeah? You know me, I'm not one for the numbers. I don't want to hear about the numbers as long as we're doing what's right. I know the numbers are going to are gonna climb and then they're going to slow off and then hopefully we're going to get to a time where we're not going to see this affect us. That time is not going to happen anytime soon if these dickheads who are sunbathing in groups in like Richmond Park, carry on. 
you lot are absolute pricks. I don't even like to swear or cuss bad word too much. But this is not a joke. I think some people are taking this for real fun, you know. The government laid down some laws, some rules, some understandings that we should follow as a guideline to get by through this pandemic where we can go, you know what, we still can not live, but still can survive. And yet you get some idiots that break them rules. Clearly says, do not socialize with people who are not in your household. If you're going to go to the park, you go to exercise with only the person in your household in a maximum group of two or on your own, preferably. So why am I seeing in the news and why am I seeing videos about of people that are going up and they're just sunbathing in groups and packs all because a little bit of sun came out? I'm sorry, that's not on. That is not on. And this is the same day where I've had to receive news of people who are close to me losing their closest and dearest, their family members. And I'm thinking, as we, like, if 80, 90% are doing what we can to make sure we reduce our contact and we follow the rules, like some people have still got to go and do key work. I get it. I fully get it. But I guarantee those key workers who are putting themselves in the front line are making sure they follow rules. Just for those people who are at home to break them by saying, I'm going to take a day off at Richmond Park lay up on bench, lay up on grass and catch a sun because the weather is nice. The sad thing is, is that for some people to take this seriously, like seriously, I don't want to wish this on anybody, but you're, if you lose someone close to you, that's when you might realise that this ain't no conspiracy thing. This ain't no joke. This is people's life and death we're talking about. And it's hard because, mate, I'm normally touring right, right now. I'm normally on the road, show to show. But I've had to make do with my yard or my ones. I ain't seen family and friends for a hot minute apart from those who are under the same roof. So why, when other people are really doing their best, do you have those dickheads that say, yeah, I'm touching the park. I'm a sunbathe. I'm a socialize. Yo, where's the ice cream truck? Because this is real summertime vibes on the first lick of sun. It's April, dread. April. And you can't wait until, what, June? When the real sun hits and the pandemic dies down to calm your ass down. You got to go out there. On social media, I saw about four people I know, personally, putting up posts about how they've lost parents, grandparents, and I don't know why or how. I'm not going to put it on them for saying that they are or are not following rules. But I guarantee you, they're sitting there looking at everyone going, I beg you, stay at your yard. Stay in your house. Because that pain, nobody wants to feel. Nobody. And I'm sick and tired of seeing when the rules are there in a way to try and help you. I mean, God forbid you contract this horrible virus. But if you're doing it because you went to do the weekly shop that you were supposed to do. You know what? I can't. I, you did what you had to do to try. That's literally. That's literally an unfathomable, unstoppable event. But if you're going out there and increasing the risk by doing things you don't actually need to do. Sunbathing. In, if you've got a garden, sunbathe there. If you don't, 
then accept that you can't sunbathe right now because that's not a necessity. But when I see people doing that and police have to ride through park, ride through park, saying you lot need to move your clerk. Sickening, sick. I'm sick and tired of this. I really am. I'm sick and tired of seeing that. There are some jobs that I know some people have to do and they're getting up and they're showering down and making sure they're clean as they can be, jumping in a car, parking up, walking into a building, a hospital or a, a TFL to help people travel to where they've got to get to or broadcasters that have to make sure the news gets to you and they're making sure they're wiping down all kinds of surfaces, breathing in places that other people might be breathing also. Cleaners having to make sure that they are cleaning up the surfaces these people are in the front line for to make sure you get your information and then that information comes to you and all you do is go, bun that, I'm going to go sunbathe because I could do with my liquid tan. You're an arsehole. Simple, straight. And if you know, if that, if that hits you, that's you. If it doesn't, fine, it's not you I'm talking about. But there's that one or two people out there that know what the rules are and are still breaking them. Stop being dunce. Do what you can to not be out there and expose yourself. Because if you contract you and pass it on to someone else, remember, you could be a carrier. If you contract and pass it on to someone else and they suffer more than you did, because maybe you're young, maybe you're not showing symptoms. Who knows? If you do that and pass it on, then it's on you. Other people are doing the most to stay safe in this pandemic. It's time you start doing it too. Yeah, sorry. I had to kind of let that one off my chest because, yo, that was really something that was pissing me off today. It's out. I've said what i got to say. I won't say it again. Well, maybe I won't. Hopefully people start to fix up. I'm not going to say they're going to fix up from hearing me one, but you know, you know what I mean? Anyway, it did get me thinking. Whilst we are in lockdown, isolating, staying home, right? Whilst we are uh, able to only go up to our gardens and to our front doors, Whilst this is the thing, what is it we want to do after this is finished? And there is going to be an after. I guarantee you, this isn't going to be the end of us. There's going to be an after where we're going to need to recover as a people, as individuals. We're going to have to recover, most definitely. And for some reason, I think it was because of the weather and also because of my um, social media was telling me what I was doing you know, a year ago or, you know, like two years ago, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking I may, I know I kind of want to, I want to go away, man. Ah, oh, missing abroad. Yeah, the sun came out today and it made me feel like, yeah, I wish I could have holidays. Didn't make me want to tan though, innit? I just want to remind people uh, that if you're going to do that, do that in your garden. But it made me miss going abroad, walking outside and just thinking I'm in a different country, experiencing bits. So I'm making a list of places I want to visit. Now, two that I booked already that have been cancelled because of this, LA and New York, they're supposed to be June. Those are going back on my books, especially LA. Been New York several times, but LA, never been. So I want to go, one, because I've got friends out there, two, because comedy, and that's why I was going to go there in, the, in that, that in the first place anyway, and three, um, just because of the vibe. Like LA is, is, is a young black British boy in LA, especially as an entertainer. It'll be great for me to kind of go and see what the vibe is like out there. Not necessarily because I'm going to move. I'm not going nowhere for a while. I just want to see what it's like to be the other. People think that you're the other here when you're a young black boy in the UK. But there's so many entertainers that are young and black here that um, 
we're now not really the other. We, we There's a few of us and we're about, yeah, there could be more, but there's enough for me to go, I know a few and there's enough for people to go, I know I can call upon more than one. But maybe in LA, I don't think I'd be the other because I, I don't think I'd blend in as much because I'd be the other because young black British comedian, I don't think there's any out there in LA. And it'd be great to see that. Maybe one or two. There's one or two, definitely. And that's kind of what I wanted to do is to go and catch that vibe and see if being the other uh, made it harder or easier um, to kind of get a little bit of buzz going if you go back out there. That's my little secret to you uh, that I wanted to go and do that. Same as New York. New York is raw for comedy. And I wanted to go there just so I could pick up the vibe as a comedian in New York rather than being that guy who goes and does all the safe places that you're booked that you guarantee you a laugh. I want to go to all the most difficult ones that make you get booed off pick yourself up and then have to go back again and say all right you hurt me now it's time for me to hurt your ribs with laughter that's the kind of mentality that i have and that's what i wanted to do also what i'm looking forward to um going to a few different places around the uk i've never been so i've driven through peak district but i don't remember ever stopping there i want to go there um, after the pandemic's over, just to sit down and relax. I really do. Because it's a beautiful place. I've seen it on maps. I want to go and check it out for myself so I can go, yo, let me let me appreciate parts of my owner country that I haven't even spent time doing or looking at. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like being in the UK and not really appreciating UK as much as you should do. And that's kind of what I want to do. That's my vibe anyway. That's what I'm saying. What is it you want to do? Let me know. Hit me up on social media. If there's any ideas of what you want to do after this is over, and like I said, it will be over, let me know because I'll be interested. There might be some that match. I'd be really interested to see what everyone's idea is of looking forward to when we're done with this. And there is going to be an end, people. Looking forward to the end. So you can sit down. It's almost like uh, you've ordered something on Amazon and you're waiting for it to come. You're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. You know it's going to come. You can't do nothing but wait. You can't force anything else. You just got to let it be. And you know what? It will be. And we'll get through this. You just got to wait patiently. Just make sure that by the time you get that message that says, ladies and gentlemen, we will allow everyone to go out. That's, that's, you have something to go out and do. That's my, uh, that's kind of what's driving me right now. And also the fact that um, I'm going, I'm not going mad sitting and like talking to a mic, talking to myself, but I'm going mad not being able to get on stage. Ah. Oh, can't wait to go back on stage in front of a crowd of people. And you know, after this is when people are going to need laughter the most. Most definitely. All right, so I'm signing out. This is Ori Styler, the No Escaping This podcast, episode 19, I believe, The Isolation Files. I'm going to go get me some apple crumble. I've had some made, so I'm looking forward to that. Homemade apple crumble, you know how it goes. That's the good stuff. That's the healthiest stuff, even though it's probably still pretty fattening. But hey, I'll skip it off tomorrow. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe on whatever podcast channel that you're listening to this on. And I'll be back every day, as I've been saying. No escaping this podcast, the daily updates, the isolation files. I will commit to doing this every day if you are listening and commit to following the rules of self isolating only go out if absolute necessary and a backside tan was not a reason for it if i've been ranty today you know why i'm pretty sure 95 percent of you are feeling the same way when you watch this in the news i want to get through this just as much as anyone else does the more vigilant we are and the more responsible we are the quicker that will be you know what my phrase is stay positive stay hygienic stay vigilant and also stay hopeful that we'll get through this 
Ori Style and No Escaping This podcast signing out. Boom. No escaping this. No escaping. No.